everybody. Welcome to another episode of Arise with Amber. Thank you guys for coming back. Welcome back. I hope you have had a wonderful start to your week. I cannot believe that summer is already almost over. Uh, I feel like this summer went by very quickly. I'm not sure how you guys feel about your summer. Lincoln is very ready to go back to school. London says that the summer has not been long enough, but we are actually about to go on a trip. London and I are going to go to Pennsylvania and New York with Granger. We're going to, we're going to, I'm going to actually speak in Pennsylvania, in Indiana, Pennsylvania on the 31st. And then we're going to go to New York for the Like a River release. We're going to be doing a Fox and Friends interview and then going to Granger's show the next day. So I'm going to be out on the road for a couple days. So hopefully I will see some of you guys there. London will stay out a little bit longer and get some special time with Granger while they're out. Guys, Like a River comes out in two days. It releases August 1st, and you can also download the audio version. So there's a, there's a few little extra things on there if you download on Audible or wherever you listen to your books. Granger and I do an interview at the very end, and we ask each other some questions. And it's also just really cool. I like to, I like to have a physical copy of a book in my hand, but I also like to hear the author read the book, especially if it's the actual author reading their own story. I, I think you get the emotion in that, and I think um, it just brings a closeness um, and intimacy with that person and their story. So if you have not ordered it, pre-order it, you can go to Amazon and, and click the pre-order button. And we hope that you guys will love the book, that it will bring encouragement and bring hope, and we hope that you will share it with somebody that you love or one of your friends, family, anybody that you know that may need encouragement. We hope that it will be a beacon of light for anyone else who may be going through their own season of suffering, but we're all promised suffering. It's going to happen to all of us, so they might not even be in a season of suffering right now, but we know that in this world, we will face trouble and we're all going to need encouragement and hope and light and help in those times. So we hope that it will be that for many of you. I, we've gotten a lot of good reviews about the book so far. I'm so thankful to our launch team for reading it, for reviewing it. And they've laughed, they've cried, and they've already said that they want to gift it to people that they know. So we hope it will be, be a blessing to you guys. And I pray that it just brings hope to hurting hearts. Let's pray, and then we will start talking about the power of our words. Jesus, thank you, God, for the gift of another day. God, thank you that you have allowed us to gather here for such a time as this. Lord, I thank you that you are our shepherd. You are our shepherd, and you go after the one. And we were all the one at some point in our lives, and some of us may still be the one that you are drawing to yourself. And Lord, I pray that they hear your words, that they know what you did for them on the cross, God. And I pray that you surround them with believers, faithful believers who can speak life into them and into their situation. And I just thank you for what you did for us on the cross, God. You took the death that we deserve, and we owe you everything. We owe you everything. So, Lord, let us live our lives in honor of that, in honor of you and what you have done for us, and let us, let us seek you in everything that we do. Let us honor you with our lips and with our lives. 
Let us help to bring other people to your feet. We pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, this week, guys, I have been thinking a lot about the power of our words, and I've done an arise on this before. A lot of these topics I've, I've, I've spoken about before, but when I feel something on my heart, I've actually felt it for the last couple of weeks, I want to bring it to you guys again. So I'm in Proverbs in my study, and I'm also in the book of James, so it's just been on my mind a lot lately about the power of our words and our tongue and the things that we say and how they can speak life or death over someone or something. So have you seen the shirts or the memes that say, I love Jesus, but I cuss a little? Or some of them have a little marked out, and it says, I love Jesus, but I cuss a lot. So I, you know, I used to think that was funny, I guess, back before my conversion, and I used to not have the best mouth myself. I used to throw around curse words uh, quite a bit when I was younger, just not even thinking about it and not even thinking about really what that looks like and what that sounds like to people and what that looks like for myself. Um, but when I hear cursing now or when I, when I watch a show that has F-bombs every other word or they're taking the Lord's name in vain or it's, it's like nails on a chalkboard now. And Granger and I have turned off so many shows because we're just, it just cheapens it. And so many, so many songs, so many movies, so many books, so many things can do without the cursing. I don't know why it needs to be thrown in there, but it just is what it is and it is out there. And so we have to guard our ears and we have to guard our hearts. And, and sadly we've turned off really good shows just because it's just not edifying to the Lord. And, and we don't need to be allowing those things to infiltrate our minds and our ears and our hearts and our homes. So no one is perfect. We all sin. We all struggle. We are but flesh, but the Bible speaks so much about the words that come out of our mouth are they God-honoring? Do they speak life to others? Do they build people up or do they tear people down? I don't think that anyone should ever say, I love Jesus, but I love Jesus, but this. There is no but. There is no but. Jesus says, if you love me, you will keep my commands. And being the fallen creatures that we are, we don't do it perfectly. We, we won't ever be perfect in the eyes of the Lord until we get to glory, but we do it sincerely and we do it obediently and we try to follow his commands the best that we can. And when we stumble or when we fall or when we sin, we turn and we ask for forgiveness. So what does the Bible say about our words? In Colossians 3.8, it says, but now you yourselves are to put off all of these anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language out of your mouth. When we are converted, when we have a new heart and an eternal perspective, we really have to watch the words that come out of our mouths. We, we shouldn't take the Lord's name in vain. We shouldn't crudely joke or curse. And we shouldn't be gossiping or speaking negatively about other people and ourselves. Words have the power to speak life over somebody, to build them up, to encourage them, or to speak death over somebody, over a situation. You know, the, the things that we speak to our children can replay over in their minds as they grow up. 
And that can be so hurtful and so damaging to them as they're growing up. I mean, I speak with adults now who still have wounds from something that their mother or father said to them when they were younger. And as I said, none of us are perfect and we say things sometimes that we don't mean, but we should really be trying to build up our children and build up each other, build up our spouse. The same can go for your spouse. Things that you say to them, words that you speak over them. If somebody hears something enough and they don't have a firm foundation in the Lord and they don't know their identity in Christ, that starts to become their truth is the lies and the negativity that people have spoken all about their lives, all about who they are, if they don't know who they are in Christ, if they don't know who God says that they are. So Jesus has called us to be set apart. We are not supposed to look like, act like, or talk like the world. We're to guard our our mouths. We're to guard our mouths and we're to guard our hearts. The Bible says, out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. And I see this. I see it with myself sometimes if I'm not in the word. I'm, you know, agitated words come out of my mouth or frustration. And we talked about that a few episodes ago. Matthew 12, 34 through 40 says, For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things. And an evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth evil things. We're warned in Ephesians 4.29, Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building up others according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. The Bible says in Matthew 12, again, this is 36 through 37, But I tell you that everyone will have to give an account on the day of judgment for every empty word they have spoken. For by your words you will be acquitted, and by your words you will be condemned. Think about that for just a minute. We're going to give an account for every word that we have spoken towards the Lord, towards others, toward ourselves. And by our words, we are justified or condemned. That is a scary thought. God, Lord, forgive us. Forgive us for the unwholesome talk that has come out of our mouths. Forgive us for the negative things that we have said about people. Forgive us for the words that we have spoken over ourselves, over what you have created. I just, it breaks my heart for some things that I used to say, you know, and it breaks my heart for for friends now who speak death over themselves or who, you know, I hear speaking negatively about people or judging them or you know, we're called to judge our, our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. We're called to judge them and pull them out of sin. But just the, just the ugly judging, you know, just the judging on when you know nothing about that person, judging on their appearance or judging on their character, which you kind of don't know anything about, judging a book by its cover. How many times, you know, have we said something that as soon as it left our mouths, we regretted saying it? Sometimes people just don't have a filter. <laughs> And they don't stop and pause and think before they say things that can be so damaging, so damaging to somebody's heart. And the Bible tells us that the tongue is a restless evil, full of deadly poison. And it truly is. We can apologize and we can, we can ask for forgiveness and we can say, I'm so sorry. I don't know why I said that. I didn't mean that. But out of the overflow of the heart comes our words. And we can ask for forgiveness all day long. But once something is said, that damage is kind of done. And we can forgive. We can forgive people. But it's really hard to forget. 
it's really hard to forget something that somebody has said to you that kind of cuts you to your core. So not only words, not only can our words hurt others, they can hurt ourselves. They can hurt ourselves. And we can think hurtful things of ourselves that don't build us up. We can cheapen ourselves and we can talk ourselves down and we can speak, we can speak lies over our lives so much so that we begin to believe them. And that's exactly what the enemy wants is he wants you to continue telling yourself the lies that you're not good enough, that you're not smart enough, that you're not skinny enough, that you're not pretty enough, that no one's ever going to love you, that you're a failure as a mom, you're a failure as a dad. But instead of speaking negatively about our own self or your own body or your own situation, we have to draw near to the truth. We have to draw near to God's word and speak his truth over our lives because his word says that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. His word says that you are chosen. His word says that you are dearly loved. His word says that you are forgiven by his blood. His word says that you are made stronger by his strength, not by your own. His word says that you are sons and daughters of the most high king, that you have an inheritance, that he laid down his life for you to draw you back into relationship with him. So we must go to the well of truth, to God's word and speak that truth over our lives and shut out the enemy and shut out the world and shut out many times even the people of the world who their tongue is set on fire by hell, shut out all of those lies and go to the truth, go to God's word. So if you read the book of James, you will learn all about our words and and the poison that they can be. James 3.10 says, Out of the same mouth come praise and cursing. My brothers and sisters, this should not be. You've heard people say, Do you kiss your mama with that mouth? And sometimes I think, Do you praise Jesus with that mouth? Because that same mouth that you're praising the Lord, you know, you're thanking God for in the next breath is cursing, is cursing out somebody that's in front of you while you're driving or telling um, a, a dirty joke or slandering somebody or cutting yourself down or cutting someone else down for their appearance or any other thing that you could tear somebody apart about. My brothers and sisters, this should not be. This should not be. I want us to consciously think about our words this week and always. And may we be quick to listen, slow to speak. If you don't have a filter, if you are one of those people who just says immediately what's on your mind, I want to challenge you to pause. Think about it. Is this going to build somebody up? Is this, is this honoring? Is this honoring to God? Is this honoring to them? Is it truthful? Is it helpful? Or is it going to hurt somebody? Is it needed? We need to renew our minds and speak his truth over our lives, our hearts, and our homes. And I want to give you guys some psalms that we can pray over ourselves and pray over your children this week. Psalm 1914 says, May these words of my mouth and this meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Psalm 141.3 says, Set a guard over my mouth, Lord. Keep watch over the door of my lips. Sometimes we need help. Many times we need help. God, put a guard over my mouth. If you are somebody who can't tame your tongue, pray to the Lord, Lord, guard my mouth. Shut my mouth up. Keep watch over the door of my lips. 
May my words and my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you. May the words that I say edify you. May they, may they bring light and love to those around me. May they speak goodness and gratefulness all the days of my life. And it says, what is, what is in our hearts flows from our lips. So what is your heart filled with? What is your heart filled with right now? Are you overflowing with peace and hope that we have in Christ, with love and gratefulness for your husband, for your job, for your family, for your children, for your situation, for your brothers and sisters in Christ, for your friends? Or are you overflowing with rage and bitterness and jealousy and envy and anxiety and grief? We all have moments. We all have moments where sometimes we say things we don't mean. We all have moments of feeling all of those things. We're human. We're fleshly. We live in a fallen world. We're not perfect. But we have to check our hearts and we have to check our mouth. And we have to ask God to set a guard over us and ask God to draw you near to him because he is your help. And we need him to, to draw us near to him so that our hearts can be filled with his spirit and his presence. And, and we need to draw near to his word. His word is a lamp to our feet. And so many of us haven't even flipped the light on. So many of us haven't even opened up our word. It is, it is a lamp to our feet. He guides our steps There is so much goodness in the word of God, so much wisdom. And I know that I've been saying that I've been praying about that lately. And Granger actually said, he's like, be careful praying about that because the Lord will give it to you. And that's, that's what I want. God, guard my heart. Fill my heart with your truth. Give me your wisdom, your godly wisdom, so that I can share your, your truth, so that I can share your word with other people and just keep me walking on the narrow path. Don't let me go to the left or the right. Pull me back in, God. Draw me nearer to your feet so that I can grow in grace and wisdom and maturity with you and my brothers and sisters in Christ. So let's, let's watch our, our, our mouths this week. Let's, let's check the posture of our heart. Since we're talking about James, um, if, since we've been doing the, the arise challenges, let's read the book of James and Go into some of the Proverbs. I mean, the Proverbs speak so much about foolishness and wisdom and, and how when we don't watch our tongue, we're fools. We're fools. So thank you guys so much for joining me. You are chosen. I appreciate all of you. I think next week, well, I don't know if I'm going to say what I'm going to talk about next week because I'm kind of going back and forth on some topics, but shoot me a message of any questions that you might have, anything that you would like me to cover um, if you guys want to do questions, we could do that as well. Send me a message over on Instagram at Amber Emily Smith. Maybe I'll go put up a question box today and you can find me at arisewithamber.com. You can shoot me an email, arisewithamber at gmail.com. And I look forward to hearing from you guys. I appreciate you. I'm thankful for our little virtual small group and I'm so just grateful for where this Arise podcast has gone, has come from, and I just look back and see God's faithfulness and God's grace, and I just enjoy my time in the Word, studying to bring 
these topics and these discussions and these conversations to you. So I hope you guys enjoy it as well. I hope that they're a blessing. If they are, send it to somebody that you might know who might need a little word of encouragement. I appreciate you. I'll see you next week.